the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 154, recorded Friday, August 1st, 2014. Change is scary. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright, and good God, I'm thankful it's Friday. Uh, <laughs> sheesh. We should broadcast the things that happen on this show before we actually start going on air, because... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the voice, the disembodied voice you hear is George Tucker. Uh, he is the third person who's had technical issues today. I've had twice. So, how are you, Mr. Tucker? I'm doing fine, thank you. It's nice and cool here on... East Coast today, or relatively so. How 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 are the internet options in Secaucus? They're 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 giving me trouble, but I think we're on it now. All right, George. I have uh, an unfettered pipe, and it was not working. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, George is actually the engineering coordinator for World Stage, uh, and uh, I call him the left side of my brain or the right side. I can't remember which one, but a uh, significant part of AV Nation. So, ha! Uh, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you. Uh, also with us, a couple of newbies. Uh, so George and I will have to be uh, have to be gentle. Uh, first up from Powerhouse, and we'll explain what Powerhouse is. Uh, Powerhouse Alliance. He's the executive director, Dennis Holzer. How are you, sir? I'm terrific. Hope you're doing well today. Absolutely. Uh, also with us is Trevor Hansen. Trevor is the VP of Volutune. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we were also talking a little bit off the air. Uh, football, the, the return of sanity, the return of normalcy starts on Sunday. So, yay. <laughs> I'm not going to go into who is rooting for who. Just, you know, the return of the 1984 Bears is going to happen this year. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, st- I say that because everybody else on this call is an, AC, is an, an AFC fan. So, you know, we can, we, we can agree to disagree on, on who's going to win the Super Bowl, but at least we can say, you know, the Bears are going to at least be there. So, not really. Uh, all right, let's kick this off, guys. Uh, first up, we've got an interesting thing that came uh, down the pipe uh, from our friends over at Residential Systems. A, uh, and the reason I, I bring this up, the story is Control 4 uh, has a new mobile app that is for the Amazon Fire phone. Uh, the story is not so much about the apps, right? Because, I mean, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody's got one. A lot of people have, have apps uh, from Crestron, AMX, Extron, Control 4, obviously. Uh, Aurora's got an app. Uh, most control companies of, of any salt has, has an app. The first question, and George, we'll start with you on this one. Why Amazon? <laughs> I mean, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because Amazon is a brand new phone. They have one iteration, right? This is not like, oh my goodness, we're, let's, let's go after... I almost said Nokia, but let's go after mm. you know Samsung or LG. There's one phone out there, and so that's why I'm curious. You know, why go after after that market that I don't at least I don't perceive to be that big. I think it's all about Control 4's desire to show that they are for the people and across the board available. Okay, uh, they've done this when they have some of the very first on-screen display menus for end users, stuff that they could change. 
on their own once the uh, installer was gone. Not everything, but certain things. Yeah. Presets, that's, that's a given, but they could change some of the background stuff and some operational stuff via a special monthly fee, but for their own user thing. I think that's really what it's about because the phone itself, as we know, is not that great from the reviews I've heard. You know, they say, you know, good first try for a, a company that doesn't make phones. Um, but it's locked down. You can't do much. It's really just a tool for buying content from Amazon. Yeah. This as an add-on probably gives them that extra, hey, while you're surfing the web or looking to buy that extra thing, you can change the TV or dim your lights. But I really do think it's all about that. You know, we are for the people. We are on every device that you desire. And it might be actually a lead into being on the Kindle HD Fire. The Fire HD. The Fire HD, yeah. That's that's actually a good point because the Fire HD is is quickly becoming... I'm not saying it's overtaking the iPad. I'll, I, you know, I'm not going to say I'll never say that, but but it's not. Uh, but it's a good to uh, second or, or third place uh, tablet. It's a significant market. Oh. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Buffett. Uh, it's it, it is there. You know, right? It is there. Uh, yeah. Dennis, what what is your take on this? What's what's the the thinking behind Control Four going after? Uh, like George said, you know, a good first try on a phone. Did you say Dennis? Dennis, yes. Because you, you drowned out on me. Sorry. Yes, I, Dennis. I just look at it as, as a big stage. And um, Amazon is in the news uh, rather frequently, I think even more so than Samsung and some of the other people from a phone aspect. And I think that a lot of consumers certainly can identify with uh, uh, Amazon. And I think it's nothing more than that. The, the biggest stage that they can get onto as fast as they can get onto it. So uh, I don't think the, you know, the fact that it's an app or the control was as much a determining factor as how do we get to most of the people as fast as possible. Do you think, do you view uh, the Amazon platform as that big of a stage? I, I do. Um, specifically, I, I mean, what business aren't they in? Obviously, they're in they're bigger in different businesses, but uh, I think if you pull most people and you mention the word Amazon, um, even though Samsung certainly is a big name, I think Amazon uh, more people can identify with it. From shampoo to whatever else you can buy, new or used, uh, that was the easiest way to the people. No, that, so that that's that, actually, that's a very good point. The fact that you know uh, Amazon didn't start out making devices they started out you know selling books honestly that was their first foray uh and now they've gone into they are your one-stop shop for like george said content and, and like you mentioned dennis the fact that you can buy n literally nearly anything you can buy at a brick and mortar you can buy on amazon uh so trevor what's what is your take on on the the control for um moving into uh, into the fire you know um again people trust the Amazon, they trust, you know, Control 4 is a trusted brand now amongst the, the dealer integrators. And um, I just think it's an easy, it's an easy sell. You know, it's, um, you know, it's not recreating or reinventing the wheel. You're going with a trusted name that the consumers have um, adapted towards. You know, my wife, um, everything is Amazon today. I mean, I can't get rid of those brown boxes quick enough. And, uh, you know, it's appealing to, to the the female just as much as the males and uh i think it's an easy easy transition okay that makes sense that makes a whole lot of sense all right guys moving on we've got uh an interesting story um from honestly it's it's from it, the story is from ce pro but cedia and infocom uh have launched uh, four new european smart building conferences um 
start next year, actually start this year, uh, late 2014 and early into 2015, kind of as a, a lead-in into ISC Europe, which, let's be honest, has become the biggest, uh, the biggest um, AV um, trade show in, in the world uh, as of last year. So, uh, George, is this kind of, uh, do, you, do you see this as a feeder, as feeder events, or are these just making sure that our European brethren and sistren um, stay abreast of what we're, uh, what we're all talking about over here, which is, the, uh, which is the smart buildings, which we've kind of been talking about for a couple of years now? Well, I think part of the thing, part of the reason is you had a lot of what I call the uh, coattail shows that showed up around Infocom's time. Uh, and one of them being a, a show called Realcom. And I'm still unclear as to whether Realcom is part of Infocom or if it's separate or not, but it focused on building management, not just environmental, but that was a big part of it. Uh, and I think those coattail shows are taking a little bit away, or at least there's a perceived idea that that's happening. So why not do your own building management specific show? Since others are attending that show, you might as well bring them into the fold, right? Um, my only concern is that when I talk, I actually happen to sit next to a Realcom guy on the way to Infocom this year. And while it seems simple and it doesn't sound, sound like a lot, he talked about doing control of environments of a building from the inside out and on a campus or city block wide status. So their conception is not build a building, add the gear. It's the building is the gear and that's just ancillary. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot of a difference, but they're really looking at the total environment, not just floor by floor. So when they're starting to build or invest in new stuff in this real calm, smart building management systems, they're really looking at an entire infrastructure as opposed to what we've been looking at so often when I talk to guys yeah. is a install by install basis. Um, so it would be interesting to see how Infocom and CDA deal with that sort of perceptual difference and how they display and bring people in. Trevor, from you guys' standpoint, um, how do you guys uh, not, not market to, but but get into um, the whole the like like George said, the entire building management, and not just building management, but the entire building infrastructure, where whether you're selling amplifiers or you're selling speakers or you're selling you know displays from the top down, you have to have that that stuff integrated as quickly as possible. So, is this something where? you get in with the consultants early or, or, you know, do events like this help um, folks like you and your, you and your company get in, you know, on the ground floor, no pun intended, uh, on whole building <laughs> management? You know, um, we're, we're actually a, a distributor. So we, um, we attend quite a few trade shows, as many as we can. Um, and, and the big thing that we're trying to accomplish is bringing these dealers in and, and we, we train on them all the time. We host, um, individual training sessions um, by category, by brand, and, you know, it's it's all overlapping today. It's not just one segment of the business. It's, it's all coming together. So uh, we're big on training and, and really um, you know, educating our dealers on how to go after these new verticals. And how do you, how do you train? I mean, like, what is, okay, so, so let's say I'm a dealer. I'm not. I'm an independent programmer and a, and a consultant. But let's say that you're talking to a dealer, what are you telling them to get in there? You know, we're, we're not telling them just to go after, you know, their, their AV resi world anymore, but to, to think outside the box and think about the many possibilities they can take their trade and, and go into new verticals. Um, you know, 
these these guys in the past, it's always been, you know, I'm an AV guy. I'm going to stay in my my comfort zone. I'm a security guy. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. And that business has changed. It's not like that today. They have to be the MacGyver. They have to be able to offer the complete package. And what we've prided ourselves on is is really taking these guys and training them you know, that, that aren't comfortable in going after these new markets and giving them the tools, giving them the confidence to go out there and actually pitch this bid and, and back them up at the same time. So. Okay. Uh, Dennis, same kind of question to you because Powerhouse is a distributor alliance, so you've got several different distributors. Uh, do you deal with the distributors and to get the information back down the pipeline or do you deal directly with, with the, uh, the, not the end user, but the end dealer, I guess? I deal much more so with the vendor okay. and I'm out searching um, with obviously with my, my members feedback and looking at what our needs are to make sure that whether it's resi or whether it's security or we've now started to just touch into commercial and forging ahead there. So we're, we're on a hunting mission. Um, you know, going back, the one thing I, you know, you talk about all these shows, um, the dealers that we sell to um, usually are one, two, three, and they're certainly bigger, but, you know, they're small operations. They don't have the money to attend all of these different shows locally, or, and when I say locally, I mean in the country, let alone certainly going out of the country. So uh, a lot of them across the country depend on us to make sure we're on our game and showing them what they need and, and, and things that can help them build their business. And then once we bring those vendors into us, then as Trevor said, it's, it's up to the individual members to drive that business to those installers and make them aware and then not only make them aware of the products, but teach them how to install those products. And um, even though, you know, they are installers, uh, you know, talking about it is a hell of a lot easier than than getting it done because their their time is at uh, is, is of the essence. If they're in in one of his training sessions, they're not installing. Yeah. So it, as Trevor said, thinking out of the box, we got to be a lot more creative. Um, and, and he can answer how many of his shows are late afternoon, early evening, late evening, um, just to make sure that we can get all of these people involved and in understanding what's coming out. What sort of pushback have you gotten from? Trevor mentioned the security company or, or the company that, that does traditionally residential. What sort of pushback have you gotten from these people that, that have said, you know what, this, I've been doing this for, for 10 years, I've been doing this for 20 years, and this is my dad's company, and he, and he did it for, for 40 years. Uh, what sort of pushback have you gotten from them? The biggest pushback is change. Yeah. You know, my I, this is the way we've always done it. And, and we're coming off a national sales meeting where we had all of our vendors and our members together. And I don't know that you can go back and say this business is similar in, in the last year. You certainly can't say it's similar to what happened five years ago. Um, it changes every day and it, literally every day now. And vendors come and go. Uh, we need to be consistent. Uh, we need to keep offering what's we need to be on the front of the train. That's the, the easy way out. And, and the pushback is, well, this is the way I've done it. I've been successful. Why should I change? It's and, so and in our own meeting, I, I even said, I didn't say the member said, we need to change now while the going's good on this. Let's get better on the things that we're not good on so that when it does get there, we're prepared. And so that was, was going to be my, my next question is how do you then 
not push back on them, you know, because they're your members. But but how do you explain to them? Look, you know, I understand change. You know, I understand that change is scary, but it's also necessary, right? Uh, there was a, a wonderful post, and I apologize, I don't remember who did it. Uh, it's been a couple of years ago, but it was about the the digital transition, and uh, it was an engineer who likened the transition between analog and digital to the difference between a carburetor and fuel injection, right? Uh, that happened in the 1980s. And the, the gentleman's post um, said, look, you know, my dad worked on cars for, for 20, 25 years. And during the 1980s, carburetors started going away and fuel injection came, came about. And he had, he had a choice. He either could just work on carburetors and just work on the older cars, or he could go back to school, learn how to use a fuel, you know, how to work on a fuel injection system and you know go with the times and that you know it was a i thought it was a really great um uh, analogy so all right gentlemen uh next story up for your consideration uh california has gotten some interesting um lighting standards uh they're taking effect july 1 so uh, about a month or so ago and uh jason not a ceo of commercial integrator um wrote actually jason's from ce pro but this is in commercial integrator uh, writes a piece and, and talks about some of the opportunities, that he calls them, for not only just the, the pro AV, but also for, for residential. Uh, actually, Trevor, we'll start with you on this because you're the, the, the direct distributor for this. How you guys um, take laws like this, and, and you know, the state of Illinois has, has them, this is, that's where I live. Uh, then you also have the federal law, which you know, is getting rid of incandescent lighting and this, that, and the other. How do you guys take advantage? And I, I hesitate using that word because it almost sounds like we're we're trying to benefit from you know from from you know changing in laws. But but you know here's the thing, here's the reality. You've got you've got laws and, and you know that you you have to you know buckle your seatbelt or what have you. So the, this is a you know another existing law. How do you, how do you guys educate your dealers on how to, to make the most out of out of these changes in in the in the the, the construction laws? Well, I think it kind of um, resorts back to what we talked about earlier, change. Yeah. And um, here we are today um, selling lighting control, selling Lutron lighting control, selling the integration of the smartphones, being able to control your lights. Um, you know, dealers are now realizing that they have to be on board with these things. Um, one of the big hurdles we've been faced with is, you know, you have to be a C10 contractor to be able to install lighting. And what we're trying to do is is partner up electric electricians with our AV dealers, get them to work together to be able to offer these new lighting control solutions. The old school electricians are not um, computer savvy, so they're not going to be the ones that are going to do all the programming. So our AV dealers that understand the programming side are really benefiting from these new laws. And you talk about lighting or electrical laws, you know, I'm in Southern California, and California right now is facing a, a major water shortage. So that's also another thing that we're being, we're uh, law went into effect today, actually, where we will now get fined $500 for watering our lawn over, over watering or whatever. So that's going to be the next big thing is, is, is water restrictions and how to control your water. So we're looking forward and, and beyond just where we are today with electric, electric and thinking, What's the next step? So again, integration, being able to use your smart device with the lighting side, with water, uh, energy management, it's, it's, it's all happening today. So. Okay, Here, here's a silly question. It has nothing to do with AV. How do they know how much you've watered your lawn? 
Um, watching the news last night, they now have cars driving around. Oh, so that's scientific. <laughs> and they're going to be nondescript driving throughout the night. You can't wash your car. You can't water your driveway. You can't do any of that anymore. Okay, so, so you can't wash your car, not even at a, at a car wash? Wash it at a car wash because that's recycled water. Oh, I see. <laughs> Welcome to California. Welcome to California, folks. All right. Uh, George, well, you know, Tim, just yes. remember, though, that um, I think it was today one of the news outlets had a, had a, uh, one of the drought specialists say, basically, we're about this close to it being an unrecoverable drought in California. So it's serious stuff. They're Are we talking like Dust Bowl? They're, they're thinking like parts of it that don't have water may not get it back. Oh, wow. It's that bad. And I don't know if you saw the news about that water break uh, at UCLA. It was 20. <laughs> 20 million gallons of water. Yeah. Wow. So that, that hurts even more. So yeah, it's I, scary. I, I, have a fr I have a friend of mine who's a tech manager at UCLA. We'll just blame Greg uh, for, for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he left the faucet open. Yes, yeah. He, he, he left the water running somewhere. Uh, George, do me a favor. T take me through not only uh, because World Stage also does installations, but let's, let's take it. I need both of your brains here. I need the former manufacturer brain and, and also the installation brain. How do we walk our, our clients through? How do you walk your, your clients through this process? Uh, is this a proactive call? Say, hey, by the way, in case you didn't know, there's new laws or something like that. Or is it one of those more reactive things where you wait for them to, to say, hey, by the, yeah, I, need to, I need to upgrade here? Uh, it all depends on your relationship, but I think it's absolutely the former. Absolutely the former. Okay. And you start coming up business and going, hey, we've done business in the past. Have you read the laws? Here's a link to it. Here's a copy. Here's our business analysis of what that means to installations like the ones we've done in the past, your installation. And here's what's going to, here's what we can do to help alleviate that and make it better. Call us for a quote. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, absolutely. Because a lot of people in California, I think, get it. As you say, welcome to California. A lot of people in California, despite their shrugging shoulders and maybe a little bit of sarcasm, know that it's pretty true. And there's not much more you can do about it other than, Try to solve the usage problem right now. Uh, this is not the old. Um, well, I can't remember the old power company that was deliberately shorting power. Um, Enron. Edison. No, Enron. Wasn't Enron deliberately shorting power in in California for a while, causing brownouts and trying to raise rates to get more infrastructure <laughs> built that wasn't really needed? Um, so you're not dealing with that issue. You're dealing with an actual, genuine environmental issue that we gotta save money and save energy, uh, and a lot of that is what you do to drive your sales. Hey, here's the way we manage it. Here's the ROI sheets. Here's how we're going to tell you you're saving money. All the rest. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Uh, Dennis, when it comes to educating guys like Trevor and, and other other uh, distributors, is this something where you guys will partner with somebody like, I don't know, Lutron or something like that to write maybe a white paper or do a webinar or do a, a conference call? How do you guys get that information down to, to your dealers? or to your distributors? It starts with each individual member. Um, obviously they work with each individual vendor and according to their schedule, they make sure first and foremost, they get their people trained. Um, and then from there they turn around and uh, look at driving the business, which starts with bringing their customers in and training them. So it's, it is really a partnership, um, but you have to have, even within, each of the companies, and, and Trevor can certainly expound on this, you have guys who have specialty in certain areas. 
be it the networking side of things, be it the, the, the different areas, and you rely on those people that uh, over and above the training that the factories give us, uh, a lot of our, our people, the, our members' people, they love this stuff, and they eat, drink this stuff, and, and they really go to the nth degree to learn about it, and they actually enjoy not only the job part, but turning around and being able to take their knowledge and put it on their dealers. And it's our lifeline. Yeah. We got no choice to make sure our dealers understand this. Well, that, that is true. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. The, the, don't, don't, I wouldn't be too flip about that because, you know what, and, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are some distributors who, who honestly couldn't care less. They, they, you're, you're one of, of 10,000 vendors. You know, you're one of 10,000 integrators to them. And, and you know what, if you're, if you're not going to buy a flat panel from there, you're going to buy them from somebody else. And there are some that, that kind of have the attitude of, of they're almost – Kind of like a big box store, right? You know, you, you go to right. them because you need a display or you need a mount or whatever. And so educating you is not on their top priority. Let's just put it that way. Well, it is on ours because we're – and I always say to everybody, and I owned one of these companies also. I used to say if you measure us on the top line, we're going to lose every time. If it's just price – then maybe we're not the guys you should buy from. But if you want all of the things that go into it, all the ingredients to make this the right cake, then we are the guys. And at the end of the day, uh, it will be cheaper on the bottom line to buy from us because we're going to do a, a whole lot more than just handing you a box at a window yeah. and saying that'll be $25 today, sir, and have a nice day. Yeah, and I, and I do appreciate that. It's same same thing with, with manufacturers, right? Uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a programmer and a design consultant and, and dealing with manufacturers who will educate me and educate the dealers that I, I deal with and educating the the, uh, the architects that I deal with, not only in, um, you know, this, you know, lighting specifically, but also uh, sustainability and this, that, and the other. I mean, AMX is a good example of that. Crestron's a good example of that. Lutron's a good example of that. Uh, Kramer is a really good example of that, of how they will educate anybody uh, who they perceive as to be a partner, you know, so they can help, you know, they, they helping us and educating us helps us make, you know, do our job better. Uh, but obviously, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because they've educated us, that makes sense. And, and, and their products are top of mind. So absolutely. You know, I understand it's not purely altruistic. So, <laughs> um, but, but it's a good, it, it is, it is a good service. Um, so, all right. Uh, this is an interesting story, and I, I, I bring it up not as I do so often. I, I bring it up to um, uh, kick off in a, a, a conversation about something. The story is this: it's 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 um, a global coffee chain has called out the Connects Pro uh, for their di for their digital signage. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Connects Pro, uh, it's an HD based D uh, extender. The question that, that came to my mind as soon as I'm reading this, right, is the fact that this is a global chain. So it's a, you know, large multinational corporation that I'm sure they done they, they did their due diligence. Um, they, you know, went through all the specs and they said, this is this is kind of what we're looking for as far as. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, this is what we're looking for as far as. Um, product and, and specs and this, that, and the other. And then they said, this is what we're going to use throughout all of our stores. However, uh, or this is the question that came up. Dennis, we'll, we'll st start with you because of, of, of your relationship with all, all the distributors. What is the benefit of 
having that decision made at the very top from a global standpoint versus letting the individual stores or maybe the regional stores make those decisions? I mean, what, what is the cost benefit here of one decision being made globally or, one, you know, or, or individual decisions being made more on a more regional level? My, my best guess is knowledge. Um, I think, you know, you've heard if you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different opinions. Um, I think at some point, specifically in chains like that, um, someone has to step up and say, I'm doing the homework, and I think this is the best decision, and this is the, the route we're going to take. Um, especially in a chain like that where, you know, who knows where it could go. And you're talking about hard dollars in a chain like that also that – uh, they want to make sure that they're going to spend, spend right, spend once, um, and not have to, to do this project over and over. And certainly if they make mistakes out in the field um, separately and there's mistakes, there's a cost to it. I think at the end of the day, it all boils down to cost and education and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, from you guys' standpoint, how do you um, get jobs like this, I guess, is the best way to ask this. Um, Obviously, you guys are working with, with the dealers, but is this something where you would walk through and, and a dealer would say, hey, you know what? We've got this possible really good holy cow opportunity. Um, is this something where you would walk in and, and possibly partner with them and say, you know what? If they buy X number, and let's say that the chain has 10,000 stores, if they buy 10,000 units of, of XYZ product, we're going to knock two points off or five points off or something like that. Is that something that possibly happens or is it pretty much – you know what, guys? It is what it is, and and, and th these are our you know these are our prices, and that's pretty much it. No, you you always have to um, work with the project manager, the the dealer, the integrator, the manufacturer. Everyone's involved. Um, I, and going back to Dennis's thing, I agree with Dennis's comment. Um, I also want to chime in on if there is an issue, they're familiar with the product, so they know how to troubleshoot it. Um, you know, you go, I, I recommend our customers try to use the same product over and over again. Don't try to learn on the job site. And, you know, when they're familiar with a product, with, with a brand, they're going to be able to walk into an end user's house and show that they are the professionals. They know what they're doing. But going back to your question, Tim, um, whenever there is a large project, a large bid, um, it is easier to go with the sit with a key manufacturer because you have buying power, you have negotiating power, you have um, you have the manufacturer's help to come on the job site if there is issues. You know, you have a, a team of people helping you out. If you go individual brands, you're just you're never going to get the support that that's necessary. Okay, so let, take me through that because you know, I've asked this a couple different manufacturer reps that I know. You have a job like this, you have a, a sale like this, right? And not that I'm trying to be, you know, fair to everybody here, but let's say that you're in California, you're in Southern California. I'm sure there's a, there's a region, let's say that it's, you know, Tucker Albright switchers, right? And notice I put your name first. Um, you know that, that's, that'll guarantee the failure. <laughs> you're not even right. going to comment on that. Um, and we have, you know, we have regional reps and we have a regional rep for California, but we have them throughout the, the country. Let's say that we have four, you know, North, South, East, and West. I don't, you know, I don't care where you break it up. And this, this company is doing it all over. They're all buying it through you because you're, you're one of our distributors, and they, they sell 10,000 of these wonderful switchers. Where does, where does the support <laughs> come in, and, and where does, you know, who, who do we bring in for that? You know, that, I guess that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at. What I'm asking is, when it's a national account like this, you know, who do you bring in? Is it, you know, the, the, the big 
uh, the big guns from wherever the manufacturer is, is headquartered? Or is it more regional because that's they're, they're getting it through you? You know, you, you do, if it is a national deal, um, again, Volutone is a regional distributor. Um, being a part of Powerhouse Alliance allows us to now be able to operate as a regional, but but still act like a national. So um, we'd actually probably go directly to the head of the company, the manufacturer, get him to help us negotiate the deal, and then leverage our 13 members across the U.S. to supply the goods for this chain, if you call it. Um, Volutum would sell to the California, Nevada market. You'll have Ultimate in, in New York sell to the New York dealers. So I think this is what the beauty of powerhouse brings to a volume tone is we can now go after these opportunities and still be able to leverage a, a national deal and get that business but we're selling volume tone would sell just to the regional uh, territory of ours so but you do have to go to the head of the company that's the best way you're going to be able to negotiate uh, pricing availability uh, you know any type of issues you come that come into play you have their support so uh, Mr. Tucker, from uh, not just a manufacturer standpoint, but also from you know world stages standpoint, uh, how do you you know? I guess the best way to ask this is is how do you get in there? How do you sell to a national chain like this on a national level? Is it is it demonstrating that you've got uh, the wherewithal to support them on a national level, or is it more important that that you know at at this at this point when they've made this decision, they're really just kind of looking for somebody to sell them the gear? Is that kind of where this is going? I think quite often that happens that way, yeah. Uh, they, they, if, if, the, if it's a, a chain that large, they already have an engineering department or someone who's done some of the footwork, whether it's a local vendor who then becomes sort of their, you know, de facto rep for them through this process, or with some of the bigger, say, let's say a broadcast chain of uh, networks, they will have definitely engineers who are going to verify what they think they want and then work with a trusted vendor to get it implemented and purchased. Um, you know, the temptation is for a lot of them to buy direct, but that doesn't always work out with service issues and getting text out there to make something, you know, get fixed or some kind of issue that somebody was retrofitting and caused a problem. Um, so technically, yeah, that's generally how they'll do it, uh, unless you're brought in immediately from the very ground level as that person. Uh, we've had experience being the one who comes in afterwards, and that's not always fun. No. <laughs> no, untangling, because... untangling the mess that is the spaghetti of specs and, and counter specs. It's not always a fun job. Well, no, because then you, you you feel like you're you're you know you're you're a janitor at that point, right? You're you're cleaning up someone else's mess. And yeah, you you feel bad about the guys you send in there to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You also, got to be the bearer of the bad news. Here's yeah. what they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and this is how much yeah, more absolutely. it's going to cost you. <laughs> Here's my bill. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Uh, all right, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna kind of wrap back around to something we we touched on um, a few minutes ago, and that's sustainability right we, we talk about with the with the lighting uh laws in california there's a there's an article we're going to put on the on the link sheet uh from ec magazine electrical contractor magazine about the evolution of the lead certification and, and if you don't know what lead is uh it's the leadership of energy and design and, and, and environmental design easy for me to say uh and this new version i think it's version four is kind of trying to uh, evolve lead into being more of a once a lead always you know lead building or, or at least maintaining that lead certification uh, but we, we, we've been actually kind of pinging uh, Josh Rago who's also in California Trevor uh, he's he's well north of you in the, in the San Francisco area 
But we were talking about how many lead um, projects there were in California. And I, I know that uh, specifically I don't... platinum and gold. Well, yeah, silver, platinum, gold, silver, yeah. platinum, gold. And that's 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 the that's the determination of the, the platinum is the most you can get. And goodness gracious, that's a hard one to get. Um, when I worked for uh, when I worked for the college uh, here in, in St. Louis, uh, we had we built a building. Uh, it was a research facility uh, down on the Mississippi River, and we were shooting for platinum. We got gold uh, because <laughs> good night. It was it was difficult. Um, we had all sorts of stuff. I mean, the building itself is is it's a nice building. It has all sorts of of uh, recapturing rainwater and gray water and black water. And I didn't realize that water had so many colors to it. Um, and you know the 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 lighting and the 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 sunlight capture and the AV stuff that that we that I was personally involved in and still didn't get you know enough credits for for platinum. Um, George, what was, we'll kick it off with you on this. Is there, I mean, is, is lead what we need to be going after or is there something, uh, hmm. else or better maybe that, that not only AV people, but, but the contractors in general should be shooting for, uh, to maintain sustainability. Yeah. I, hmm. You know, lead is what we got, right? Well, yeah. Lead is what we got right now. And you know, there's ashtray and some other stuff that sort of rolled into that um it's what we have i mean i feel like i'm going to quote spaceballs here the idea is to save our clients money right yes. save the planet but save our clients money you, how do you get people to save the planet you save them money or you make them money and that's that's really the best way to get that implemented lead is what we have and what it is now i think is probably the best thing it can be which is the drive for more big data and that's what's driving i think lead for when you read this article its main updates are about getting more data, implementing that data in a more sophisticated way, and getting that data to the end client and the government saying, it works. Here's the results. Here's the raw data that shows you what is going to work or not work. Uh, and that's what lead for is really all about, yeah. at least from my reading. Uh, Dennis, is there something that you guys can do from, from a powerhouse standpoint or from a distributor standpoint in helping your, your dealers, the, the, the not, not your not powerhouses members, but their, their clients, uh, understand more the sustainability model where, again, this goes back to education and, and making sure that they're, they keep up to date on stuff. But is there f something that you can do from a product standpoint or making sure that you guys uh, or your members handle certain products over, over uh, other ones that aren't maybe necessarily um, sustainable friendly? I mean, that's a tough question. I, you know, we do the best to make sure First and foremost, we're going after products that are the right products in their categories. Yeah. Um, you know, we encounter this, you know, in the security area where uh, every state is different. I think that's the biggest problem we, we encounter, that every state has different laws and rules and challenges to, to being um, capable. Uh, I, I can tell you, you know, I laugh that in, in the state of Pennsylvania, you can... You need to have a small license, not a major license, as you do in other states, to install low-voltage security. Yet, if you want to install a gas furnace in the state of Pennsylvania, all you need to do is put a sign on the truck and say, Dennis Holzer's uh, heating and air conditioning, and set to go. Oh. So, so, you know, it, it's it's very difficult. I don't think it's something that we can do. We We try and get people like Cedia and people like that to talk to our our dealers. I, I think that's one of the successes of those shows. I think that's where it needs to come from. 
at, at a higher level, and, and we can reinforce it, but we can't lead it. Yeah. We just don't have that scope or that capability. Uh, Trevor, from your guys' standpoint, is that kind of this in, in line with what Dennis said, where it's, you know, you guys got to make the, the, the best decision for your clients, you know, uh, to, to make sure that you're, you're handling the, the right products? Yeah, you know, uh, Tim, we, um, we, that's exactly what it is. We're not fully engaged in trying to lead it today besides uh, making sure we just have the right goods, the right assortment, the right pricing. Um, we listen to our dealers every day. Um, kind of talking about what Dennis said, we probably could listen a little more and understand where we should help lead this towards. But as of right now, we're just focused on making sure we have the right goods at the right pricing, um, trying to grow these categories. But it's definitely um, something I need to take take note on and, and follow up with. So I appreciate you bringing the, sub the subject up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys, a couple things here before before we let you go. Uh, first of all, it, it's... I tried playing YouTube through through Google Hangouts before, and oddly enough, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> so I'm going to no, mention, huh? I'm going to mention this, and we're going to put a link to it. Uh, but Margo Dawahi, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, previous guest uh, from New Bay Media, posted. Um, it's a voicemail from Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> to his the AV good doctor. Oh my gosh, it's it's a it's wonderful. Is a voicemail from Hunter S. S. Thompson to his AV integrator. Uh, I couldn't play it on the show anyway because of some bleeping I would have to do. Let's just say you. I'll put the link there. You enjoy it at your at your leisure. Let's just say he wasn't very happy. Um, An over exuberance of expletives. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you expect anything else from the good doctor? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It was, you know, it, it was. I, but the fact that Marco found this and, and posted it, it was, it was a very nice surprise on Twitter this week. Let me just put it that way. Um, and also, uh, just proof that good things happened to previous guests on this show. Frank White, uh, who was on actually two weeks ago with George, uh, is receiving a, the 2014 Cedia Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, I, I will say this: that that Frank didn't doesn't look old enough to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award, and I'm not just blowing smoke he really didn't i mean i think i look older than he does so uh he's receiving a lifetime achievement award of, of cedia so uh real quickly uh dennis we'll start with you on this one uh, tell me exactly what powerhouse is obviously you're a group of distributors but what do, what do you guys do and, and how do people you know connect with you so powerhouse is a consortium of 13 distributors all territorially bound across the country and they all got together by residential audio and video and the reasoning was you know the first thing that vendors say is well you're a buying group but the, the truth of the matter is that's true but the real reason that the group got together was that we have 13 guys who do the same thing and I always say this 13 different ways and it's a lot of its territorial driven what Trevor can do in California maybe our, our distributor can't do in New England but they've all encountered the same problems in trying to do the same things. And until this group, I, there's no nice way to say this, you can't, if you have a buddy who's a distributor, you often can't tell him because next thing you know, as a result of FedEx and UPS, he might be shipping into your territory. So this is this was put together so that owners um, and salespeople and everybody else at each individual company now have the ability 
to talk to like people in this business doing the same thing they do and sharing information. And, you know, we just had, I, I've resorted to, we just had our national sales meeting and it's uh, the one thing I said and everybody realized in this meeting is the best consultants in the world were all sitting in one room. Everybody's encountered a problem that someone else has encountered. And what a better way is somebody's figured it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, from credit card, you know, we've seen, and this was a big thing I said to Trevor, I'm, we're amazed that the credit card usage from integrators, where it was several years ago to the quantity it's used today, there's one example. And it, it's an example that if you don't watch your expense in that area um, and, and you don't think about it much, but it's unbelievable how it mounts. And we had some members who as much, and their integrators are doing as much as 70 or 80% on credit card. Oh. So uh, it, it is mind boggling. So, you know, this is finally a time where 13 guys can sit in a room. We can expand on ideas. We can build on efficiencies and learn from one another. And without doing any more business, without doing anything differently, we can make our businesses better more efficient and more profitable. And, and Trevor, from your standpoint, Trevor is, is, is a member um, of, of Powerhouse. How does it work from your guys' end? Well, you know, Dennis summed it up pretty good. Um, you know, not only he, he mentioned quite a bit of stuff, we've also been able to get, you know, negotiate the best pricing, the best programs. Um, it's helped us develop new categories. Prior to Powerhouse, Volutone was really not a security distributor or wasn't a category amongst Volutone. Today, it's a very well-oiled machine for us, um, networking, commercial. I mean, all these categories that have come about over the last couple of years have really been because of Powerhouse. And the nice thing about it is we may have a distributor in Texas that happens to do some commercial or has been doing commercial. He's helping lead the group in that development. So between category expansion, uh, best practices, Dennis mentioned credit card, I came back from our national meeting, uh, and we've already renegotiated our credit card processing deal, saving wow. me over a thousand bucks a month, just because of us all sitting around a room talking about credit card expenses. So, you you, you look at those little wins, um, freight programs, uh, you know, office supplies, you name it. We're 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 tackling it all as a group effort. I see so. stuff like that. I mean, that that's one of those things where uh, we've talked about on this show many times allowing people to learn from not only others mistakes but also others wins that's that's important from from the person learning side it's also important important from the person who's who's giving that information side to understand that first of all you're not going to be around forever right so it's much better to pass along the knowledge that you have than take it to your grave right it's much better to pass along what you've learned in the industry or what you've learned with with you know this distributor or with this manufacturer or that person um, than it is to, to keep it, you know, hold up inside yourself. So uh, at least that's my two cents. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, guys, uh, I'm going to let you go and, and go enjoy your weekend. Uh, for those that are, are football fans, football returns this weekend. <laughs> I'll start with George, who's more of a hockey fan. So uh, thank, th th uh, thank you for joining us, sir. How can people find you or get a hold of you? They can find me at uh, Tucker2s on Twitter. Uh, or I write for various publications, in particular, Commercial Integrator, part of the EH Pubs. Yep, and also uh, Tech Decisions. Um, yes, Tech Decisions, also an imprint of the EH Pubs. Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Dennis, uh, Dennis Holzer, uh, the Executive Director of Powerhouse Alliance. Uh, thank you, sir. 
Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And how can people find you or find out more about Powerhouse? They can go online at www.powerhousealliance.com or they can get to me directly, dholzer at powerhousealliance.com or they can certainly, when they bring up the map uh, on powerhouse.com, they can go through any one of my individual members and they can certainly get me that way or maybe they buy something from one of those guys. That'd be a great thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, last but not least, Trevor Hansen, uh, the Vice President of Volutone, uh, who's also a member of Powerhouse. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Trevor, Trevor at com is a way to get a hold of us. And thank you very much, gentlemen. Appreciate Absolutely. it today. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me professionally, go to LinkedIn. That's the best way. Uh, like I said, I'm a programmer and I... Um, design consultant, but more importantly for uh, for me and everybody that, that does Aviation, go by the website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Uh, you'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, a new uh, AV app show uh, is has been posted. Uh, we have a new lighting guy show coming down the pipe. Uh, I know in about two weeks we have another uh, state of control, which is our control automation show. Um, a couple other things to, to mention real quick. Um, if you are a fan of commercial, actually, if you're not even, if you're even if you're not a fan of Commercial Integrator Magazine, and how uh, could you not be? And how could you not be? <laughs> how could you not be? Because people like George what is writes. What's wrong that. with you if you don't like this? Chris, Chris, you know, Chris Netto and George Tucker write there, and, and so does Craig McCormick. And well, that might be the reason. Well, Craig, Craig is a whole other <laughs> issue. Chris is a good guy. But. Chris is a good guy. Tom's a good guy. <laughs> Craig is the world's biggest Red Sox and, and Patriots fan, so he and I have issues. Yeah. Uh, well. So. Actually, he was pinging, long story, he was pinging me back and forth because the Red Sox traded some folks to the Cardinals uh, <laughs> yesterday during the trading deadline, so long story. Uh, but anyhow, next month, uh, I believe it's September, the September issue is the 40 Under 40 uh, episode, or issue, uh, coming out. And uh, George or I, neither one, will be <laughs> on that list because we're both, uh, well, I just turned 40. Heavens, whatever could you mean by that? Nothing, except for the fact that we're both over, I'm, I turned 40 this year, so George is over 40. Uh, but mm-hmm. hopefully that we'll, that we'll have some friends there. And... Um, also coming up in a couple of weeks, um, we've got some stuff, some interesting stuff we're working on. Obviously, we're going to Cedia, uh, but some other, uh, eh, just, just say interesting things coming down the pipeline. So uh, go by the website if you would, please, avnation.tv. Oh, we also have a, a newsletter sign up. We're going to start a new le- newsletter here in a couple of weeks. Uh, honestly, just to keep folks who aren't in the social media uh, sphere, keep them up to date on what we're doing. Uh, we'll have blogs in there and, and links to some of the more recent um, uh, podcasts that we do stuff like that so go by the website avnation.tv thanks so much for listening thanks so much for watching this has been AV Week.